You're listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast, episode 95. Today, I'm going to talk to you about how to market to people in the pain points. What is that? Welcome to the Seminary of Hard Knocks, a podcast designed to help you master church communications and social media. These are practical solutions from the trenches that any church can use. Now, let's join your host, Seth Muse, famous Dwayne Johnson stunt double. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Seminary of Hard Knocks podcast. I want to make you aware of a couple things before we get into today's topic, which I'm really excited about. And uh, I want to let you know about uh, 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 that I've, I've launched some merch. Uh, I didn't know if I'd ever do th- that I would ever do this, but <clears throat> some communication designer type uh, T-shirts that have to do with uh, what we deal with in communications. And some of them are supposed to be funny and just stupid and silly, but uh, I actually have ordered a couple myself and yeah, wearing my own merch. I get it. That's dorky, but man, they're good shirts. They're really great. <laughs> I really like them a lot. Um, so go check out some of them. we got a uh, internet troll slayer video game, like an old NES, like Nintendo Entertainment Center box cover. It looks, it's 8-bit. It looks really awesome. Got another one that's, uh, it has the phrase on it that says, if you can't laugh at yourself, it's probably because you're not funny. Um, and then my new logo and the truth bomb and, and all of that, 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 uh, I'm just real proud of it. It's just really fun to do. And I'm making, making a couple new ones every other week or so. And so, um, they're available to purchase out there. They're, um, they'll be delivered straight to your house. Go check it out. Seminarystuff.com or you can just go to sethmuse.com slash store. Same thing. Um, anyway, I'd love for you to check that out. And then if you haven't yet, go follow me on YouTube. I got a new video dropping this week that I'm real pumped about and I uh, can't wait for you to see it. So uh, you can just go to sethmuse.com slash YouTube. Many of you don't know this, but it's kind of been a slow season for me because um, my mom was recently diagnosed with ovarian cancer. And so this past week she just had surgery and they think they got everything. She's uh, They're going to you know, they found it in several other places as they were doing surgery, uh, in her colon and elsewhere. And, um, just a crazy, crazy event. And they believe they were, they got it. She's starting chemo, but, um, I appreciate your prayers if you knew about that and, uh, continue for her recovery, but, um, just kind of really, I've been focused on that and other things. And so, um, I'm glad to get back to putting out some content for you guys and get back into the groove of stuff. So, um, and it's sometimes normalcy just really helps, uh, deal with some of that other that's, that's coming along, but, um, just go to the store, go check me out on YouTube. Um, great stuff going on over there. I'm really excited about it. show notes for this will be at sethmuse.com slash 95. And, uh, let's get to it. I got some good stuff for you. All right, let's get into this here. Um, today I want to talk about, uh, dealing with people as you're marketing or as you're trying to convince people to attend things or do something or click something or whatever it is you're trying to get them to do. And in the context of the church, we don't really sell things. I mean, we're trying to get people to, to take action that actually involves getting somewhere usually or doing something online. And I know that with social media, we often use um, a lot of just here's info, click, 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 do this, do this, do this. Here's what's going on. Here's what's going on. Bunch of info stuff. And, um, I want to talk today just a little bit about people and 
And the reason is because marketing to people, which is really what we're doing, we're trying to get people to do something that's marketing and you're trying to uh, convince them they need something and, and, and you're trying to get them to this great place to do these great things, to grow in their spiritual walk, to be closer to God. But the uh, but you may find some struggle there. And, and I want to talk a little bit about understanding people and how they work, because that is super important and should be informing your marketing strategy of how you message things, how you talk about stuff, how you post, uh, just things like that. So let's get into this a little bit. What I know about people is that they have a few things in common, which all people are, are having common. And one of them is they all like to laugh. Every human being that laughs enjoys it. That's just kind of a a given. It's inherent in the fact that you're laughing, that you're enjoying it. So anybody that laughs is enjoying it. And all people are like that. Uh, Now, the reason you laugh might be sinister, but still you enjoy it. So uh, even if you're a crazy person, um, people like to laugh. The other thing I know about people is this, and this is where we're going to get really into our conversation, is that people are sinners. Now, in the church world, um, this this kind of goes without saying a lot, and and maybe it should be said more, but uh, we kind of understand that we're sinful, but we sometimes forget what that means, especially when we're trying to convince someone to do something they need to do that would be good for them. Um, people care about one thing above all things in the world, and that is themselves. And, and we're all kind of like that. And that sounds really cynical, I know, but the truth is, at the end of the day, that's what caused Eve to reach out, take the fruit, is that she saw there was some power, there's some knowledge, there's some something to be gained there. There was desire, and desire really fuels a lot of that sin in our lives. And she saw it, and she took it, and then her husband, Adam, took, the, took it and ate too, because he either saw those things, or he wanted to please his wife, or whatever, but he had this desire, and, and he thought, this will be good for me. This will be good for me to not only please my wife, but this will be good to uh, to learn some things about myself, about God, I have power, I have knowledge, wisdom, etc. And they took that fruit, they ate, and that's where sent in the world, right? Through desire. And, and this is a sinister part of who we all are is that we all have this default mode for all of us, unfortunately, is I want to look out for me and we have to learn how to not be that way. We don't have to learn how to be sinister. We don't, nobody teaches kids how to lie. They just kind of pick up that if they tell you what happened, they'll be in trouble and to protect themselves, they will tell you a a lie. And that is kind of just inherent in all people. It is how we are. Even in, and, and, and we fight this. In Romans 7, uh, Paul even gives this long chapter about, which is really confusing and fun, honestly, to read. The things I want to do, I don't do. But the things I don't want to do, I do. And he talks about this flesh and the spirit that are at war with inside of him. It's like the angel is on one shoulder and the demon is on the other shoulder and they're each whispering what he should do and they're fighting and he has to decide. And it's this incredible picture of the war that goes on inside each one of us. Now, people are like that. So when you're marketing, we have a problem. And the problem is, is that we want people to go and do some great thing like join a Bible study or grow closer to God, pray more, read their Bible more, come to church. All those things that we're trying to get them to do, go on a mission trip, care about others, donate money uh, to good causes, uh, tithe, whatever it is you're trying to get them to do. These are good things. And so there's a war inside each person of whether or not to do them. 
But here's the, here's the real problem that we face in the church is that if a person is a, is a standard churchgoer, they're a believer, they go, they're invested, and you tell them, you should grow closer to God. You should go to this Bible study. You should go to this marriage class. You should do all these things. Nine times out of 10, they're going to agree with you. They know they should. They know they should go and, and they know they should pray more. They know they should read their Bible more. They know they should go to church more. They know they should go on a mission trip. They know they should donate. They are not opposing the things you're telling them they should do. They're just not doing them. And you have to ask yourself why. It's because we're people. They don't, it's not that they don't want that. They want that stuff, but they don't do it. In fact, uh, they don't want you to tell them that stuff either. It kind of bothers them. In fact, if you keep harping on what they need to do, they just go, they feel like a failure. Um, they, they, they want to walk. And, and it reminds me of this story. What I mean by that is, uh, remember the story of the paralytic that was lowered down through the roof to Jesus. And, and he says, your sins are forgiven. And they're like, what? That's not why he's here. He wants to walk. And so Jesus goes, well, okay, well, just to show you that I can forgive sins and make him walk, I'll get up and walk home. And so the guy does, and it's this miracle. And they're like, wow. The problem with people is that often can't see past their immediate problem to get to the actual problem they have, which the guy's actual problem, the the paralytic's actual problem was he needed to be forgiven of his sins. That whether he walks again on this earth or not is actually irrelevant to the fact that he may burn in hell. I mean, that's the truth. And Jesus is like going, you need to be, you need to have your sins forgiven. But they didn't care about that. They didn't want to hear that. They want to hear, get up and walk. And so Jesus tells them that. And that's kind of a lesson for us as marketers to understand that we have to, we have to look at the problems that keep people from doing the things that they actually want to do. That guy probably does care about having his sins forgiven. He just wasn't there for that. You know, see what I'm saying? And so as marketers, we have to sometimes get to the bottom of what is the main problem of my audience that I can help fix that helps get them down the road to the thing that they need, that they even agree that they need that just don't have. So marketers have to reach people where they are, not where they wish they were. And that's a huge problem for us. And if we understand people and how they work, we can start to get around that problem a little bit with some tools and tricks and things like that. Not tricks, but you know what I mean? Tools and and tips and stuff that you can do to help your messaging move people down the road a little bit. The other thing we face, sorry, that was a big smack, <laughs> smack, smack. Always awesome to hear those kinds of things on a podcast. The things that, uh, w- one of the other facts that we have to deal with is that we often as marketers misunderstand um, some, some of their behaviors. And what I mean by that is because a person does come to church, that's not an agreement that simply reminding them of what they need is enough to actually motivate them. Um, if, if you think that just telling people about a mission trip because they go to church and they know they should go on mission trips is enough to get them to sign up for a mission trip, you're going to be disappointed. The people that that works on are the people that are already all in at your church. Those are the people that all you have to do is go, hey, uh, mission trip. And they go, I'm in. I don't even know where we're going. They don't care. They, they're just in. And that's honestly not the majority of your church, but that's the people you're going to hear from the loudest when you just do information. Uh, when you just say, here's what's going on, come join us. Uh, don't miss it. You don't want to miss it. That kind of stuff is that's, that's who that's going to attract people that 
don't want to miss it. But the majority of your people do want to miss it. They don't honestly care. But they actually do want to miss it because they honestly don't care. Now, they don't care because it's not that they don't care because uh, they don't think it's good for them. It's that they don't care because it's not as important as something else or there's something in the way keeping them from making that a priority. And that's where we come in and we go, okay, what is the issue that they face? Are they busy? Are they overwhelmed? Uh, Do they not have the money? Is this on the wrong day? Is this a popular time for something else in our community? There's a ton of things that could be going on if you're not paying attention as a marketer that you could be trying to have a, a Friday night Bible study during football season and that's just a bad idea, right? Because they're going to go to the football game. And I hate to say it, but even though we know we should choose church over football, if you live in Texas like I do, they're not going to. That's just not going to happen. Your pastor might not even do that. He may be the only one there at that Bible study. But the point is, is that you can move that Bible study to a different night and eliminate that pain point. And that's what we have to do as marketers, as leaders, in fact, in the church, not just communicators, but as uh, pastors even. Uh, we find a way to address those issues and reach them. I'll give you one example in, in communications of how we talk about things. Yes, you need to come to our marriage ministry whatever. It meets on Tuesday nights at our, at our campus at six 30 and you have your first meeting and it's like 10 people there. Uh, and you're a church of maybe a thousand. You think maybe we should have a lot more than this. Um, or you have, you're a church of 300 and you've got three people there or, you know, or or two couples, let's say two couples are there four people. And so you're like, we need more people to really make this more successful. So you start telling them, invite your friends and they start scrounging up. And then the thing becomes about bringing people instead of actually improving your marriage. And you don't want that. You don't want that to happen. So some of the things you can look at is how do we talk about marriages? Because really the issue isn't people don't disagree that working on their marriage is important, especially if you go into the, if you go to church, what they, what they have a problem with is their marriage probably doesn't seem like it needs work. They, they're, they're probably okay. Like we fight sometimes we argue, we sometimes don't agree and yeah, we can, we can communicate better, but we love each other and we're doing really well. So I don't need to go to a marriage class. You see what I'm saying? That's the pain point. That's the problem. And you have to find a way to talk about that in a way that's helpful to help them understand that they probably could benefit from coming to this, even if things seem like they're going okay. One of the messages you could send out is, is that, um, an unattended uh, marriage is a marriage that runs the risk of, of de- degrading somehow. And that's not how I would say it, but something like that, that working on your marriage is not something people in trouble do. It's what smart, wise people do. It's what godly people do. It's appealing to the fact that just because you feel like it's good doesn't mean it couldn't be good. It's going to stay that way. Uh, and that's cynical. I know probably won't, don't want to go that way, but something to the effect of, Hey, you can still improve your communication. You can still work on your marriage. In fact, might even leverage some of the people that have been through your marriage, your marriage, uh, class to talk about how it improved their marriage and how they thought I didn't need this, but I did. And getting people to tell that story because that addresses the roadblock in your messaging. So those are, that's the kind of way we have to think about people, because at the end of the day, they're not going to attend things, click things, sign up for stuff, donate. If they feel like there's no real reason, they're not needed. Um, or if it's just some noble thing that because I go to church, I'm supposed to, because when you throw out a bunch of information and you don't give them the motivation for it, for why they should take an action or why they should do some of this stuff, all you're really doing is say, is, is telling them that 
you're just supposed to do this. You just, you go here, you understand, right? You get it. You're a Christian. You know what we're about, right? So let's just have everybody tithe. Let's just have everybody do this. And they don't get it. Um, In a giving campaign, you don't want to say we should tithe because we're commanded and let that be it. For your, for your big givers, that's going to work. And that is a very true statement. We are commanded and we should give because we're commanded. That should be enough. But it also isn't enough for most people. It's just not. So some of the things that we can say are ministry is done because of this giving. Bring them into the story. Because a lot of times people don't give because they don't think you need it. And they don't think it matters or they think all the money they give just goes into people's salaries that work at the church. Show them what their money does. Show them the ministry. Show them the life change that their money is actually helping fund. And when you do that, you invite them into a bigger story where it addresses their roadblock and addresses their pain point. And it says, no, no. Your money's not worthless here. It actually gets taken and put directly into some orphanages, directly into some community events, directly. It doesn't pay our salary. That's not even what that's for. So if you can show them that and help them understand that you're addressing the pain point, you're finding a way to address the issue and reach them. And the truth is they want to be reached. They want to be part of something big. They want to be, they want to make a difference. They want all those things that you continually tell them they should. They agree with you. They just have to be motivated. And the reason they have to be motivated, and this isn't manipulation. This is just simply understanding humanity is because we're sinners and we need a little bit of what's in it for us. We need a little bit. Oh, we've already got salvation. I'm already saved. I already go to church. I already work hard at my being a good parent. You know, I'm a pretty decent husband. Why should I go on a mission trip? I can't take off a week of work and pay $2,000 to go to Argentina. Why do I do that? Tell me why I should care. I just gave you all my pain points. Now all you have to do is help me work through them. And that's what communicators and marketers do. And sometimes we have to change the whole thing and we have to be willing to say, man, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't go to Argentina. Our people can't go. They can't afford it. It's in a bad time of year. Maybe we need to postpone it, do something different. And yeah, that's embarrassing. That sucks. But sometimes we have to be the ones to die to ourselves and say, I want it to be this way. There's actually a church in Austin. Uh, let me finish that last thought. I want it to be this way, but it, but it, to work, it needs to be another way to help my people. Uh, there's a church in Austin called Church Under the Bridge. And guess what? They meet under a bridge. It's, I know, right? Incredible marketing. Um, but they started under the bridge because they were reaching the lost, uh, they were actually reaching the homeless community of Austin, which is very large. And, um, it was a church that kind of formed and now they meet under a bridge. It's a mobile church. And, uh, I forget what interstate they meet under, but I bet during the summer, that is tough, man. Wow. Summer in Texas is not for the week, but they meet under the bridge. They have church services. They feed the homeless lunch. It is a huge deal every single week. And that is because they said, you know what? <clears throat> We could keep doing church the way we did it, but to reach the people we want to reach, we can't keep doing it the way we're doing it. 
Now, that's a radical change. You may not have to make such a radical change to get your people motivated to do what you need them to do, but you may have to rethink some of your strategy. You may have to rethink how you're using social media. You may have to rethink your homepage of your website, or maybe you need to think about creating a podcast for your marriage ministry to distribute to your people instead of having them come to a class, or at least video what you teach, put it in a private Facebook group they can catch up with. Rethink how you're doing things to address some of these pain points, because as a marketer, The goal doesn't change. We want to move people from wherever they are to the next step towards that goal of growth and and peace and salvation and uh, becoming uh, more versed in the Bible and becoming a, a more devoted father and whatever goal you have for whatever ministry you have, you know, there are steps involved and you can't always just hit them with the end result and expect them to be excited about it because it looks so far away when they've got so many things in the way. So come in and help them, get them motivated, and think about their pain issues and their problems and realize they're people and they're sinners and they desire stuff and they care about what's in it for them. And if you can't provide that for them, then you're going to have a hard time motivating people who are not all in, which is probably most of your church, you're going to have a hard time motivating people to go to the next steps, go to the next level. And man, that's just what we need for people. to. That's what we want for people because we know that's what God wants. And uh, they want that. They just need the motivation. So I hope that was helpful. I hope you understand. I hope you're not mad at me. But if you are, that's fine. Go ahead and sound off in the comments. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. And uh, if I missed something or misspoke something or uh, or was just plain wrong, uh, feel free to uh, let me know. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Seth Muse and uh, all the other places I've already mentioned. So I'd love to continue the conversation there. I also have a Facebook group. You can jump into that and yell at me all you like. That's fine. I can handle it. I'm a big boy. So I would love to connect with you guys. Hopefully you found that helpful. Uh, I hope that you continue to find new ways and creative ways to reach people because that is what we're about. Getting people to consider if Jesus is at all possible, uh, at all possibly uh, an option for them that they should look at and consider. Um, So anyway, thank you guys for listening to the Seminary of Hard Knocks. We'll be back soon. See ya.